1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and we've got some headlines, guys. Of course, I'm going to talk about Potomac, but I really, really want to talk to you about a couple things that have just came up in the news. Um, I Hang on. I got to turn my ring light down. I'm going, like, blind, Um, which is, like, the most disgusting thing I've ever said. Anyway, anyway. Wow, just a lot of things going on in Bravo News. Love Is or Love is Blind News. I was gonna say Love Island. I mean, I do I really have been loving watching Molly May's pregnancy journey on Instagram. She is a Love Island girly and OG. Um, so that's been really enjoyable, but that's like besides the point. Um, I hope everybody had a really good weekend. I was recovering. I was a little sick last week, like just not feeling my best. Like my brain truly really felt like it was melting. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I had COVID back in April and I know people talk about like long form COVID or they things, things just, their body never reset in the same way that it did before they had COVID. And that's kind of how I feel. Like I've just, things have been different. It's like after you have a baby, you know, that's what they say. They're like, your body never really goes exactly back to the way that it was before. Like your hip is over here. Like your rib is popping out. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. What the fuck am I even talking about? But anyway, so uh my boyfriend and my dad and i we all went to the van gogh exhibit my mom was supposed to go but she was like really really sick shout out to mare um hope she's feeling better and recovering but so we went to the van gogh exhibit and to get inside you there's like you obviously had to buy a ticket ahead of time so we did that but then you had to like check your purse and your coat, obviously. And then you go through like three different lines. So we made it through like, it didn't take very long, but it was still, you know, three lines that you didn't think you'd have to stand in, but whatever. So we're going through the lines. We finally make it inside. It's packed, like so busy. I love seeing the DIA, which is Detroit Institute of Arts, busy, like growing up. I would go there all the time with my family. And it was just like, obviously like, no one was ever there, but now it's like popping and I love seeing the city grow, whatever. Okay. I'm getting like off on a tangent. Anyway. So we're in there. We looked at two paintings and all of a sudden the fire alarms start going off. They start flashing <sighs> sirens, like, and everyone's just kind of standing around and we were all kind of looking at each other. Like, is this one of those like fake outs? Like it's really not something or it just got accidentally set off because someone went out like an exit door. Like what is the tea? Well, then we all kind of, like, started putting our noses up in the air and sniffing around like little hound dogs. And uh, we smelled something burning. So that was really interesting. Um, and then we got – we had to leave. We had to evacuate. And we – we we had to evacuate. And we couldn't take our stuff with us, obviously, because, like, the people in the museum, the docents and everything were like, oh, there's literally a fire. And you could smell something which was just not right. You didn't know what it was. We – We leave, um, we go sit in the car, and then we eventually did make our way back in. So we saw the Van Gogh exhibit eventually once things like kind of cleared out and you know, they gave us the go, but it was really amazing. And I feel like if any, if it comes to like your museum near you, you definitely want to go see it. It's not the interactive one, um, which is basically, that's just like an acid trip where you sit and there's just like big projectors, like projecting starry night. This is like his actual paintings and it like goes through his whole story. It's really good. It's really, really good. So anyway, let's talk headlines. First is on the top of my list is Raven SK. So for the last few weeks, since since it came out that they were together after the reunion, there's been, like, several girls on TikTok, like, basically with receipts, mind you, being like, he was trying to, like, date me. Like, we went on trips together, like, while him and Raven were engaged, but he wasn't allowed to say that he was dating anybody for that year and a half that the show wasn't on after it aired, so like they really had no idea that like he was with another girl and then um you know people were like oh that's really weird and raven kept like posting stuff with him so i kind of thought oh like then it's you know because i feel like raven's the kind of girl that would like not put up with that shit for one second and she well guys she didn't because the last one was probably the most damning um he was like flying out girls and like going to miami with them and like it, it was just really not a good look, and I'm really disappointed in him, and it just continues to perpetuate my opinion that men just exhibit very gross behavior, and I'm really sad for her, but I know Raven's a strong girl, and, like, she'll get through it, and she did delete all of the photos of them off of her Instagram, except she did keep the photo of him, of her and his mom, which I thought was, like, really sweet because it's, like, I still like you even though your son is a fucking loser. Um, Anyway. Also, Lisa Hochstein is claiming that she is basically left with nothing. Lenning has completely cut her off. So in court documents obtained by Page Six exclusively, it says that Lisa tried to buy diapers and food for parties. Oh, excuse me. Lisa claims she tried to buy diapers and food for the party's minor child, but the credit card was declined. (sighs) Ladies, This is why I just think it's so fucking important to like make sure you know what's going on with like your finances with your spouse or your significant other because this shit could happen to anybody honestly and I just think it's so important that you make sure that you have your own shit you have it all tidied up in a row because I'm a little worried about Ashley Darby that he's going to try to pull some shit like this. That's all I'm going to say I'm a little concerned because you know when you when they decided to get divorced, obviously, it. I think with Ashley and Michael, it was definitely a mutual decision. Um, but things can turn ugly really quickly. You just never know. Um, so I hope Lisa, like, gets something and gets the money that she and her children deserve and that she's entitled to. Um, yeah. Also, Shep Rose is making headlines today just within the bravo community because he continues to be garbage let me read you his post okay so it's a picture of harry styles and pete davidson and he quote tweeted and this is what he says i guess i'm an old fucker but i feel like if i walk into a room and these two guys are look are they're looking like this. I have zero anxiety about trying to get the girl. I mean, zero. I know their resume is impressive, but shrugs. Strip away the celebrity for a second and consider it. Okay, strip away your parents' fucking trust fund from you and what do we have? Are you kidding, Shep? Shepard? This is literally the littlest dick energy thing I've seen in a while. Like, It just goes to show you that he is so fucking out of touch and he has no idea like what women want or what they're attracted to. And he just thinks because he's a tall, rich white man that doesn't wear necklaces that like, oh, yeah, sir, I can fucking promise you that if a man that looked like Pete Davidson or Harry Styles was standing next to you, I I wouldn't even know you existed. Okay. Okay. I I guarantee, and guys, he's getting eaten the fuck up. Rightfully so. I'm not sure if he's. I personally don't think he fired off this tweet like with the intention of like making headlines and getting people talking about him, like a Bethany per se. But it just goes to show you how fucking ridiculously tone deaf and the the confidence of mediocre white men is just it, it astounds me. It really does. Um. I was disgusted by that. And it's also just like, I don't really know what even to say about it because I think it's pretty straightforward because it's like, no, that's not it. Like I'm attracted to a ton of different kind of men. Like I, you know, I'm attracted to Jonah Hill. I'm attracted to Pete Davidson. I'm attracted to Harry Styles. I'm attracted to Idris Elba. I'm attracted to Chris Hemsworth. Like it, like, that stuff like looks like obviously like there has to be some sort of physical attraction for sure but like it's all about like vibes and energy and Shep Rose your vibe and energy is not it for me he looks like a wet cigarette like one that was like left out in the rain after a pool party like that's what he fucking looks like to me and for him to be like strip away all of their accomplishments and like what do you have you have two good-looking handsome, funny, charismatic men is what you have. Shep, what the fuck do you have? You're literally sweating out Coors Light. You know, you got those buck teeth. Like, I am just not here for it. And you might say, Sam, don't go for looks. Don't go for looks that's super low. But you know what? Don't call out my boys like this. Don't call out Harry and Pete. I, I swear I draw the line. Especially Shep. Like, really? Really, Shep? Anyway. Moving along.
2: Retire your overplayed playlists. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. Want a smoother contour and more youthful-looking cheeks? Rediscover a younger-looking you by adding volume to the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC, part of the number one selling collection of dermal fillers, based on January 2022 provider survey data. With help from Juvederm Voluma XC and a licensed specialist, you can achieve a more youthful cheek look completely customized for your goals. pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I
1: want to talk about Andy versus Bethany,
2: because this is a feud that,
1: it's not technically a feud, but there's definitely something there. So... As you guys probably know, Bethany started a podcast, like a basically like a Housewives rewatch, rewatch podcast. And per Luann on Danny Pellegrino's podcast, Everything Iconic, she was basically like, yeah, because Bethany tries everything else and fails. So she's obviously got to go back to what made her famous, which was Housewives. Like it's really basically like it's really pathetic, you know, like she trashes us. And then this is how she plans to make her comeback and like be relevant And Bethany within the last six months has really turned me off to her. And I used to be like a Bethany stan. Like anything she did was just like I thought incredible or really funny. And she was like one of my most like beloved housewives. And now I'm just like it's so transparent what she tries to do. Like she tries to make headlines and tries to be controversial and she's she's obsessed with hating on megan and harry she's obsessed with hating on the kardashians to the point that it's like it's getting kind of weird and the way that she talks is very trumpian and it's very i just don't i'm not loving the direction that she's going in and i feel like she's honestly spiraling and, like melting down it's just like the vibe that i'm getting from her social media posts cuz it's really strange and she keeps like calling herself like an accidental influencer because she does those beauty videos on on TikTok, which I liked in the beginning, but now I'm like really over. Because she's got this like crazy filter and ring light, and like doesn't even try the product. It's like this whole thing. Anyway, so Bethany keeps calling herself this accidental influencer, and I'm like, nothing you do is an accident, Bethany. Like you know exactly what the fuck you're doing. You know that trying on drugstore products, being a woman worth. You know, $20 million is going to get views, especially because, you know, quote unquote, she's so honest. And it's just like, I, I don't know. And the guests that she's having on her podcast, like she's having Dave Portnoy on. I'm like, really, really? Like, it's just like, oh, I just can't. I'm just so honestly, you guys, I'm so sick of her. But anyway, so Andy said. In quotes, I was surprised at that because she's been trashing the show for the last three years. So I was like, she's been talking about that it's so toxic and it's this and every bad thing you can think she has been quoted saying about the show. And now she's doing a Housewives recap podcast. I see her quotes, especially when they're negative about the show. So that's why I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, it is really shocking. Um, And I don't know, like I Bethany is, like, not the person I want to listen to talk about these things. Like, I think the thing with Tamara and even Teddy is, like, they're not just saying, like, the craziest shit to, like, get you to listen. Like, they're not very clickbaity. Like, they really do a good job at, like, run running down the shows, what's going on. Like, it's it's very conversational. And with Bethany, I just feel like it's just very – I don't know. I just – I'm not into it, you guys. I'm really not. Um but that's all I have for headlines. I do want to get into Real Housewives of Potomac because last night's episode was truly explosive. Um, so we're in Miami. We're back in Miami. The girls are ready to go. They just showed up to the house with six bedrooms with nine girls. As I said last week, I would be – I would be furious. I would be livid. And I mean – when they shot Giselle on the bed and then showed the pipes above the bed making all those noises when every time someone flushes i was like what is this house made of stilts made of paper made of popsicle sticks it's just not what i'm used to seeing on housewives um it's really shocking i feel like the women of potomac like except for that one trip they did in can do you guys remember that when like <laughs> When Candace sang, like, I like big balls, and they were, like, in France, um, that was really funny. But other than that, I feel like the houses we get on Potomac are, like, not that nice. And I don't know why, because on um Real Houses of New York, like, we would get, like, mansions. Like, they would go to, like, Vermont and be in this most beautiful house, and they would fight over who was in the basement. They're not fighting over who's got toilet pipes. You know what I'm saying? It's just not... It's just not working for me. I need these girls to have better accommodations. Bravo, if you're listening, please, please do something. I need Karen Huger in luxury. They have five bathrooms. Mia said there's five showers. I was shook. There is nine girls. Nine. High maintenance women. And you're telling me there's five showers? That's absolutely just makes no sense. Anyway, then like you cut, they they kept like cutting away to like, housewives by themselves and Wendy they caught Wendy talking about the AC and said that her nipples were crusty um I just want to know what that's about uh why does she have crusty nipples if it's cold I'm or too hot I feel like your nipples would be like the opposite of crusty I feel like they would be I don't know like sweaty um then we get a scene with Mia and Jacqueline who have been friends obviously since Mia was like a young girl Jaclyn lived with them, you know, was there for her when her father died, when he was in prison. Like, it, they're, they're old. They, like, you know, have been friends for forever. So the way that Mia is treating Jacqueline is really kind of weird, and it's got my little ears perked up a little bit because why are you talking to your friend like that? And I do understand, like, that that would be really annoying, like, if your friend was always that person, like – do you have toothpaste? Do you have a bobby pin? Do you have shampoo? Like, do you have bobby? Like, I would be like, do you not pack? Like, what do you mean? Especially if you're, you're tired and you have your stress because you're hosting this trip. Like, I would truly be annoyed. And I think because they've known each other for so long, they can be so free with saying when they're frustrated with one another. But something about it just isn't, um, isn't just that like there's a little level of like friction and I feel like because Mia can almost feel Jacqueline like trying to become a housewife if you know what I mean like she's probably like okay I brought you on the show to be your friend and like you keep trying to like make moments and like do this not and, and I find that to be such an interesting dynamic I always say this on the show like Ashley brought Candace on and they were fighting like um I'm rewatching New Jersey, as everybody knows, because I won't stop talking about it. And uh, Siggy brought Margaret on and they're fighting. Like, it's just always the people that you bring on the show that you end up fighting with. And they're the people that you supposedly know the best or the longest. It's really interesting. Uh, But yeah, Jacqueline's really fucking annoying, I will say. And I am so glad Candace was not here yet for many reasons. So I miss her. Candy is my girl. But it's for the best that she just like wasn't there at that dinner because I feel like she would have fucking lost her mind. And I want as many people on Team Basset Hound as possible. And she's really gaining a lot of fans and I love to see it. So, you know, I want people to continue loving my girl but I just know that if she were to pop off in any way about the situation that we'll get to with Mia and Wendy, like I know people wouldn't take her side and they wouldn't probably take Wendy's side either, just because of Candace. Like, so I I just want to let out a sigh of relief knowing that she's not there and I I miss her. But Mia saying that Candace doesn't have a booty is like really strange. Cause she's talking about how Chris you know supposedly allegedly was hitting on a woman at the the spring fling awakening revival whatever the fuck that party was called and mia was like yeah candace doesn't have a booty i'm like candace literally has the best butt out of this entire cast so check your facts Um, and then they decide to all go to bar one. Oh, wait, no, I want to start. I want to start. No, 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 no. So before we get into the whole dinner, I do want to talk about, um, Ashley's little conversation that she had with Giselle and Robin. And I found it really interesting that Ashley's like just now realizing like, oh, like this divorce like is really happening because now he's being kind of a dick and I feel like I said earlier in this episode like I think in her mind she thought oh I you know this is going to be easy we're going to be co-parents together you know it just didn't work out but it's like divorce can make you into a monster and I, I don't think she was like fully ready for that to happen with michael because now he's like where's the bottle like where's this and she's like can you just figure the fuck out like i literally was a single mom while you were out being a fucking hussy on the streets and i'm like good for you ashley and giselle and robin are looking at her like yeah like you're getting divorced babe like this shit happens like we're not like in that moment they were like yeah we weren't just telling you to be careful and to look up for yourself and your family for no fucking reason. Like he is going to try to make this difficult for her. And that's what I'm worried about. Like I said with Lenny Hoxstein is like. I worry that it might get ugly between the two of them, especially when it comes to money, because right now they're still in their separation. So nothing is really being decided yet when it comes to finance, like finances and money and like what she's going to get for child support or whatever, and I just worry that when that time comes, it's not going to be, it's not going to be as easy breezy as she thought. But anyway, so they're going to Peter slash Patricia's bar, bar one slash bar none. There's lots of asterisks in this episode. And Peter's upset because Wendy never got back to him about, you know, the fine or the, um what's it called? The contract. and, You know, he walked over to the table. He acted fine. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Ashley made a good point. She was like, he was easy breezy, his Jamaican self. Like, he didn't seem bothered at all. And, you know, him and Wendy had a little bit of an interaction. Like, he didn't seem that cold to me. And Mia, who I have a bone to pick with her about this lip color situation she's got going on. I couldn't hate a lip color on someone more then I hate this big, sloppy, sticky red lip on Mia. And as you guys know, if you listen regular to this podcast, I was loving Mia last week. Loving her, loving her, living for her, dying for her, gagging for her. Like I, Mia was like my girl. I I was really on board with Mia. And Wendy was kind of, you know, in the Abby Lee Miller pyramid of housewives. Wendy was at the bottom of the pyramid. And, you know, I just, uh, uh, how things change on this podcast, how things change on Housewives. So, oh, that red lip. It just, like, looks so, like one wrong move and that lip is sliding across her face. Like, I hate it. I also, I wish it was a matte. Like, I wish it was either a satin lip or a matte lip. The gloss is, like, really not working for me. I, I hate it. She looks like. Mrs. Claus. I just it's no, no, no. So Wendy goes and talks to him with Shasha, which I have to give a little shout out for my Charisse because she wastes no time. She looks him dead ass in the face and she's like, well, if you hate Wendy, I would love to talk to you about doing like a champagne bar. He's like, what the fuck? Like he is like, ma'am, these girls are crazy. Like he thought he was leaving Atlanta and coming on Potomac and maybe getting a little something different. Like, no, these bitches are nuts. And Shasha literally says that to him. And leaves like she's like all right you guys deal with this and Mia's like describing her relationship with Peter and how he's like a a godfather to one of her kids and like he was the first man to hold her daughter besides G and like I'm like really really like because the way that they're interacting they definitely act like they've met before but I'm not getting this like closeness I don't know maybe I'm like misreading the whole situation because, I mean, they weren't, like, pictures – they weren't, like, hanging out at their house and taking, like, pictures together. Like, these were, like, events, like, where you take pictures next to other Bravo celebrities. I don't know. Maybe I'm – yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into it. I'm not sure. But I was a little surprised. And he t- basically tells Mia, who's, like, h- trying her fucking hardest to find something wrong with Wendy. She, like, wants there to be a problem with Wendy. It's really weird. And she's just, like, you know – can you uh, like tell me what's going on? Like, why are you mad at her? Why do you have beef with her? And he's like, well, like she just like didn't text me back and then cut to Wendy in the confessional where she's like, I did. Um, I just asked if I could see the place before like we go through all these documents. And that is truly so fucking valid. Like, why would she go in on a fucking restaurant and hasn't even seen the, the space? So Peter text Wendy back. It's insane. Like Patricia is in the building. Truly that messy ass man just trying to cause problems. And so they start having this conversation at the table where Mia brings up the fact, like, why didn't you text Peter back? And when he was like, what are you talking about? And Mia was just like, well, why would you not let him know that you were coming to Miami? Why would you not tell him that? When he's like, I don't need to tell men that I'm coming to Miami and I think Mia really thought she was doing something and I'm glad Wendy called her out because she's like what the fuck are you doing right now like you're literally reaching for something to be like you want a problem with Wendy at this point point." and Wendy was like just reacting in the same way I think a lot of these women would would be like why would I let another man know that I'm coming to Miami? Giselle didn't even want to be in the same vicinity as another man. Why would she? Why would Wendy, who's married, text another man and be like, hey, I'm coming to Miami. Like, let's meet up. Like, she doesn't want to meet up with him. He didn't text her back. Why? Why is this such a fucking issue? I don't get it. And then, you know, they're going back and forth. They're talking about like, Wendy was basically like, I don't know what you do with your husband, like the way that you guys behave, but that's like not how my marriage works. Like, I don't do shit like that. Um, and basically, like, if Peter has a problem, he could talk to my husband because like this, I I don't get in like men shouldn't get involved in like women's business and like vice versa, like whatever. Mia then takes this glass and throws it on Wendy. And as Karen Huger said, because they were like, Karen, how did it not hit you? And she goes, Because God loves me. God damn it. Karen Huger, she's just the comedic light that I just look for in every second of the show. I just I love that that delusional woman so much who just will not say that she's 59. She just keeps going, "I'm 59." When she said that on last week's episode, I thought she meant she was 59 like as in her height. I really didn't know what she was getting out with her um that meant her age, but that's on me. Not I would never say it was Karen's fault. But anyway, so Mia throws a drink on Wendy. And Wendy's and then Mia starts getting up and starts yelling. And then there's a producer involved and Wendy's still sitting there. And of course, she's yelling back because she's like, you just poured a fucking drink on me. Like, what the fuck? And I understand that in Housewives, like drink throwing happens. Okay, I understand that. But what really bothered me, it wasn't even Mia or Wendy. Guys, it was my girl, Robin. Robin was really pissing me off this episode the way that she got out her camera and was filming this and was like you're being an aggressor to Wendy I'm like Wendy is sitting there and got a drink thrown on her what the fuck are you talking about like thank God for Ashley who has some fucking sense and was like if you throw a drink on me you shit would go down like the Wendy actually handled herself better and, you know, of course, Wendy calling me a crater face was not ideal, but they were going back and forth. It is a war of words on this on this show. It is how it happens. But Mia didn't have to escalate it to that point. And I also want to be careful how I talk about it, because I think the way that quote unquote violence or aggressive behavior gets talked about when it comes to the women on Potomac and Atlanta is very, very different than the way it gets talked about with, let's say, Jersey, okay? Teresa has thrown glasses, flipped tables, um, you know, Danielle pulled Marge's hair, and people – there was no discourse about that was aggressive or you're an aggressor or anything like that. And I think that that's something we all need to really look at and really kind of unpack um, I'm, I think you can unpack it really quickly and easily if you think about it for 0.5 seconds and just Robin was really pissing me off saying that Wendy, you know, was the one that was aggravating Mia and like push her to that point. And I'm like, well, and I'm no Monique fan. Okay. We all remember season five, but they had a very different tune when it came to Monique hurting Candace. So it seems just like a little bit cherry picky and it feels like, oh, well, we don't like Monique. So we're going to say it's, you know, Candace didn't deserve that. But in the case of they don't like Wendy, it's, oh, well, we're team Mia. It's like, that's not how this works. And then Mia leaves the table. Jacqueline gets up. People get up. They're checking on her. She's obviously upset. She comes back. The fight continues. Oh my God. It was like so chaotic. I watched the last like minutes of this scene or this episode like four or five times just to like try to remember everything that happens because so much is happening at this table, right? Like Jacqueline goes after Mia and she's trying to like get her to calm down. And I'm honestly shocked Mia goes back to the table, but then she just escalates even more and they start fighting. You know, Wendy is like, you threw a drink in my fucking face. Like it's craziness not happiness it's craziness and mia leaves and how mia is crying and upset about hurting her own hand wendy did not hurt your nail babe let's be very clear that your finger is bleeding because you lost your cool and you threw a drink and uh, it just pisses me off the way that they're all treating wendy and i'm so glad to see people like standing up for her, especially on social media. I don't want anybody obviously to attack like the other women. I feel like we can have like a discourse about this, but it it it's just really upsetting. I never like to see people fight and get physical with each other. And even Ashley Ashley was defending Wendy and then I saw a preview for next season where Candace is like really visibly shaken up that this happened to her friend Wendy. Like and I feel like this could be the thing that brings Candace and Ashley back together. Like because Ashley is very team Wendy. Candace seems to be very team Wendy, of course. And I really do feel like this could heal them. It could heal the Chris shit. It could heal the Michael Darby nonsense. I do think that in the darkness we found light. And that is Candace and Ashley being friends. And I can't wait for next week. It's gonna be a great, another great episode. I I can't wait. And guys, we have some really exciting guests coming down the pipeline on this pod. So it's gonna be really exciting. And please, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you ever listen to podcasts, make sure you leave it a five star review. Tell me how amazing, and beautiful, and gorgeous, and stunning I am. And um, follow me at Bravo Historian if you don't already, and at Take Yourself on Twitter before that shit goes down into flames. And also make sure you check out the Shortcomings podcast with Chris Lewis. It comes out every Wednesday, and this week, um, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the episode that him and I were discussing because we are always two weeks behind or two weeks ahead. So my apologies, but it's going to be a good one unhinged per usual. And I'll see you guys all around on Instagram and have a good night. Bye. A Media Production.